When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cousins, Hawkinson, he is not going to get there, and the Giants will take over. What a game. First postseason win for the Giants since their Super Bowl run with Eli Manning. And now they play the Eagles in Philadelphia, a familiar foe, next weekend. What a game that will be next weekend, the rivals, the Giants and the Eagles. As always, you don't even have to love the NFL to love this time of the year. The NFL playoffs always Produces great games, close games, great storylines. And to take us through all the great stories so far out of the wildcard weekend is ESPN's Phil Murphy, who joins us. G'day, Phil. Uh, g'day. And you said, it, you said it perfectly. You don't even need to be somebody who gets up, you know, 3, 4, 5 a.m. <laughs> Monday morning for the last four months to enjoy this time of year. The competitive parity, the, the storylines. Uh, the drama, it's, it's, it's terrific sport. What's been the story of the wild card weekend so far from your point of view, Phil? Uh, for me, there, there are probably two that stand out, one good, one bad. Uh, we'll start with the bad. It, it's, it's the L.A. Chargers who were in a position mm-hmm. of 27 points early on to the Jaguars on the road. The air was taken out of the arena in Jacksonville, and then they just watched the lead salt away. They, they were very aggressive with their play calling, they, some mismanagement uh, with the clock and really gave the, the Jags an opportunity, even though it was a, a narrow one, but, but left the door ever so ajar. And Trevor Lawrence, one of the great young QBs in the NFL, was, was keen to capitalize. And he had, it was a story of two halves for him. He threw four interceptions in the first half and four touchdowns in the second half. And the Jags had the third biggest comeback in NFL playoff history uh, and, and got that, that partisan crowd back in the game and, and had a terrific comeback win. So I think the, the collapse of the Chargers now may lead to a change somewhere in the coaching staff, mm. whether it's the head coach or an offensive coordinator. But that's one of the big stories that come out of Wild Card Weekend. The other is from yesterday, the Giants going into Minnesota and, and beating a team in the Vikings who went 11-0 and in games decided by a one-score margin this regular season. Best margin in one-score games in NFL history. And the Giants not only won, but they won a one-score game and, and kept Minnesota at home a Giants team that was maybe the most inept offensively in the in last year's entire season didn't make really any categorical changes to personnel, but they did make a change at head coach. Brian Dable, the former Bills offensive coordinator, took over in New York, found a system that worked with the pieces they have, and now they're into the last eight in the, in the NFL and, and the last four in the NFC. So it's a remarkable turnaround for that team, and really they've been punching above their weight class all season. I think that's one of the more exciting, positive stories to come out of the weekend. So can they go further? Can, can they beat the Eagles next week? Oh, they absolutely can. What it's going to take is uh, them controlling the ball, as they did against the Vikings. They, they are very schematically sound. You can tell it's a team that's well-coached. And anytime you see one of the Giants receivers catch a pass, he knows, even if his back's to the play, if he's in space or if he has a defender adjacent to him. And that's just really keen awareness of what the play design is and, and why the ball's being thrown their way and what the coverage is. And you can tell that because when a guy's in space, he instinctively turns up field, gets chunk yardage. But if there's a defender on him, 
a, a player catches the ball and then almost dives forward for an extra yard or two. And if you watch around the league, that's not a common thing. But I can count on one hand the amount of time that the Giants were surprised by the placement of the defense. And it's going to take that to continue against the Eagles. They're going to have to play a better game. Philadelphia is a better, more complete team than the Vikings. But there is some concern about the fitness of, of Jalen Hurts' shoulder. And this is the first time that this Eagles team has been in the playoffs with a measure of expectation. They were the last team in a year ago. Not to say that they were happy to be there, but they, they were the underdogs and they you know were one and done. Now all eyes mm. are on them and that pressure amplifies. And if it's a close game late, I think that pressure is only going to mount and may give the Giants an opportunity to to ride this further. They feel like they're playing with house money at this point. Got one off our 40 Winks uh, temper text machine here, Phil. I'm a flat Ravens fan. We had the Bengals on the ropes. Huntley's fumble cost us the game. If Lamar plays, we win. So that was from Michael uh, from Richmond uh, here in Melbourne. Uh, What about Lamar Jackson? Where's he going to be next season? Man, uh, my my buddy from Richmond, go Tigers! I I hope he's with Baltimore. I think I think the league is going to be better if he stays in Baltimore. That that's a pillar franchise, and they seem to have built a very good team around him. The complication with Lamar Jackson is the the, the player and the front office were at a bit of an impasse in that Lamar wanted a lucrative long term extension, and the front office, you know, whether or not they would voice it, it seemed as though their concern was about his durability and the guaranteed money that would be in that deal. Now, Lamar represents himself in free agency. He doesn't have an agent. But where this is complicated is it seems as though both sides had their case strengthened with what happened this year. From Lamar's standpoint, this team cannot contend for a Super Bowl without him. With him, he's an MVP caliber player, and they are perhaps, you know, they may be in that top tier of the AFC or or a half step below the Chiefs and the Bills. Remember, they were 7-3 and when – he started to have a little bit of a, a, a nagging injury concern and then ultimately didn't play after the Broncos game. And like, you, like, like um, our, our friend Richmond said, they absolutely would have won that game if Lamar played full stop. I don't think there's any dispute over that. But if the front office is saying they're concerned about his durability, mm-hmm. well, now this is the second season where he's missed a significant number of, uh, number of games and significant number of games at the end of the year. Again, he hasn't played since, gosh, they played Denver, I believe, at the beginning of December. And... And now how much money are you willing to dedicate to a guy who his style, he's going to get hit in the backfield. He holds onto the ball. He's very brave with the ball in his hand. He, he, he's willing to take the extra half beat if it means it's getting one of his players open. He runs the ball a lot. And usually when you run the ball, you get tackled. So he's a guy who's getting hit far more than the average quarterback. So it is probably the most compelling individual player storyline this offseason. What happens with Lamar Jackson he did not – he was playing – his deal's done. He's now he's, he's going to enter free agency. What does Baltimore do? I think he's keen to stay there, but it, there are a lot of complications because of what we saw and the structure of the type of deal that he wants. I really do think anything is on the table, but as a, as a partisan supporter, I, I, I cheer for the Broncos. I barrack for them. So I, I, I would just say I think the NFL would be better off if, if, if they can find a way to keep him in a Ravens helmet. Peter Phil Murphy from ESPN about the NFL playoffs. So the Bengals got through that one with the Ravens. They now play the Bills. Uh, the Bills, yes, I mean, it's been such an emotional time for the Bills with the whole DeMar Hamlin situation. Were they a bit flat yesterday? Is there concerns they were pushed that much by this by a Dolphins team ahead of this game against the Bengals next week? Yeah, I think there are a number of possible concerns, none of which really would concern me in a vacuum of playing the Bengals next week. I mean, you mentioned the emotional dip. They had their first game back 
Naheem Hines runs the first touchback for a touchdown um, in their first game after DeMar Hamlin's on-field cardiac arrest. Hamlin's recovering very, very well. Everybody's feeling very optimistic about his long-term health. So the Bills, their first game back was against the Patriots at home. They, you know, were terrific. Now they have a game that they were expected to win handily. And I think whether it's looking past an opponent or it's a little bit of an emotional dip, um, you know, kind of an adrenaline dump, um, those things I'm not worried about. What worries me is the occasional sloppiness of, of Josh Allen, their quarterback. Prior to two seasons ago, that was his his big Achilles heel, was turning the ball over, um, you know, maybe not seeing the defense well. His offensive coordinator from his career turnaround and turning him into an MVP caliber player, as I mentioned, Brian Dable, went to the Giants this offseason. He has a new offensive coordinator in Ken Dorsey who was on Dable's staff as a quarterback coach. And for much of the season, Josh Allen has looked like Josh Allen, but there were these just moments where an ill-advised throw or holding onto the ball, we saw it in the Vikings loss at home, we saw it in spurts against the Dolphins. That's what might concern me, but more so against the Chiefs than against the, the Bengals. The Bengals' offensive line is just decimated. They played the first 15 games with the same five starters in their offensive line. They've lost 60% of their starting offensive line in the last three weeks to injury. So they've had a complete upheaval there. They're struggling to, to protect Joe Burrow. I, I have a hard time seeing Cincinnati getting the offense going. And I don't think the Bills are going to overlook back-to-back opponents. So I think it was the right time for mm-hmm. a wake-up call. They were fortunate to get the win. And now we move on, and, and they're slight favorites at home. But I, I think they're going to win that game fairly comfortably. The Brock Purdy story at the 49ers is unbelievable. Mr. Irrelevant, since the start of week 14, when he had his first start, he's statistically the best quarterback in the NFL. It's an unbelievable story uh, at San Francisco developing. Can he? How much further can he lead this team? Oh, they, they can win the Super Bowl. They absolutely can win the Super Bowl. And the nice thing about it is, and I don't say this as a cynic or to Brock Purdy's detriment, Brock Purdy doesn't need to be the best quarterback in any game he plays in for that team to win. They have statistically the best scoring defense in the NFL. Their, their scheme is, is ferocious defensively. And then you look around the skill positions. They have one of the most diverse running backs in the league, Christian McCaffrey. They have perhaps, I would say, the second-best red zone target amongst tight ends in George, in George Kittle. And they have, I, I would say, the best receiver in terms of yards after the catch in Debo Samuel. They have those three guns on offense they can turn to. Debo Samuel in yesterday's or the game or the win two days ago, he had 133 receiving yards. 109 of the 133 were after the catch. NFL all season, there have only been two players with more than 100 yards after the catch in a game. Their names are Debo Samuel and Debo Samuel. They they are able to just get that guy in space, get him the ball, and Brock Purdy knows how to throw him in stride. He's he's been coached well, and he's 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 hasn't been the moment hasn't been too big for him. The test is going to be next week. They're at home. They're either going to play a Cowboys team with a very explosive offense and a very aggressive defense, or if the Bucks beat the Cowboys later today on ESPN, then he's going to be playing against Tom Brady <laughs> in Brady's hometown of San Francisco, <laughs> and all that that carries. These teams played. Earlier this season, it was a funny story. Brock Purdy's parents purchased tickets to that game, not because they thought their son was going to play. They said, hey, we came to watch Tom Brady. And they ended up seeing their son's first start against Brady, and, and Purdy got the win. But it, it, it's a whole different kettle of fish with the playoffs on the line and Tom Brady and that mystique. If the, if the Bucks can get the win today and people are thinking, is this the last ride? It's, it's, it's a very compelling storyline in that game, but 
as I think, I hope I've, I've, I've articulated, there's basically a really compelling storyline in every game we have the rest of the way. Today's game, we only have eight games left all NFL season. That includes the Super Bowl. Um, so today is you know number eight of eight, and then we'll just count down from there. But everyone has a little bit more uh, at stake than the one that preceded it. And today's is huge. As you mentioned, you've got the biggest franchise in the NFL, the Cowboys, coming up against the biggest name in the NFL, uh, Tom Brady. Can he do it again? Can he get them past Dallas? And if he doesn't, have we potentially seen the last of Tom Brady? Well, at 45, I think it's fair to question that any season. <laughs> By the time next season kicks off, Tom Brady will be 46 years of age. I mean, tell me the sport outside of golf where somebody can still compete at highest level at age 46. But Tom Brady has done it. Uh, his, his route to doing it is staying upright. The, the Bucks are terrific about getting the ball out of his hands quickly and keeping Brady from getting hit. Um, he's, he's not mobile, but he often goes on one or two reads at his wide receivers. Where that may get him into trouble today is Dallas is very, very aggressive defensively. Their defensive backs usually jump on the first move. If you can buy a quarterback some time, you can really hurt Dallas, but that hasn't been how the Bucs have operated offensively. And uh, t- to be honest, their offense has lacked a little bit of creativity in spurts. Brady's been great in the fourth quarter, but you're playing against a Dallas offense since Dak Prescott returned you know, last week's embarrassing loss in Washington notwithstanding. They've been one of the better offenses in the NFL. So if Dallas can return to form, it's going to take 28 points to beat this team. And you're not always going to be able to go on the first read because inevitably, invariably, one of those will be jumped and you'll throw an interception. So it's going to be very interesting how Tampa attacks Dallas. Uh, Dallas are slight favorites in Tampa, which is which tells you all you need to know about how people have been a little bit pessimistic about Brady and, and the boys this season. But, I mean, that, that magic is real, man. I was on the sideline for when they came back and beat the Saints, and there's just something intangible in the arena that you cannot deny. And it's not just the 52 men on the sidelines. It's, it's 50,000 who are watching the game who just know number 12 is going gonna, is gonna to find a way to do it again. So if it's close late, Brady has the ball, all of us will be on the edge of our seats because it may be just a yet another chapter for the greatest player to ever play this game. You mentioned before you are a Denver Broncos fan. Uh, who's uh, going to coach the yeah. Broncos next year? Wasn't a great season. I <laughs> know uh, it was a terrible season. I, I would hope it's Sean Payton, but I think my, uh, that's a little bit optimistic. Sean Payton, the former Saints coach, mm-hmm. has taken a couple years off. He's done some analysis. He is the far and away the best head coaching option um, for any team. What I would be interested in, I'd be keen to see the Broncos do, and this is just me, again, talk, talking selfishly as a fan, there's a, a young coordinator, a former guy who played for the Texans, D'Amico Ryans, who's a, he's a young, hot name. He's a defensive mind. If he could be the head coach and they can get an offensive coordinator who is okay to work around Russell Wilson, I'd be interested to see how that might work out to where Russell's not being asked to do too much, but Denver's defense for much of the year was top five in the NFL. So just embrace who you are, a great defensive team with some young offensive skill talent. If you can get a proper offensive coordinator in there, Again, you're going up against the Chiefs in, in the AFC West. That's a tall task. I don't think there's any circumstance under which Denver catches them next year. But they do have a young skill position players pretty much everywhere the ball gets touched. There's an avenue that they're not that far away. And if you look at some of the losses they had, I mean, they really should have won another game or two or three. So, yeah, if not Sean Payton, I would like to see a D'Amico Ryans get in there. But that it, 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 the Russell Wilson year one has been such a – I mean, you, you'd think they hit rock bottom, but I'll tell you, a couple times watching games this year, I swore <laughs> that team already hit rock bottom. 
and God bless God bless them. Someone found a shovel, and they just found a way to, to recede. So um, my 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 enthusiasm is curbed heading into next season. But the the new era starts with whom with whomever they get to lead the team as a head coach next year. And before I let you go, Phil, I did notice you did say go Tigers when I mentioned Michael from Richmond before. Does that mean you have an inkling to the Tigers in the AFL, or was that you just trying to make Michael from Richmond feel good? Well, no. I mean, I have been to one AFL match. And it was the 2019 Grand Final against GWS, and whether I liked it or not, what a great game! Because the guy who gave me, yeah, the, well, the guy who gave me the tickets was a Tiger supporter, so he bought me a scarf and you know taught mm-hmm. me the song, and, um, and I, I, we struck up from Tigerland uh, more than a time or two uh, in, in that match. So you know what? I mean, if, if there was one fan base and supporters group to embrace me, it was the Tigers. So I mean, my daughter has a little has a shirt for uh, she's she's two and a half and. Uh, she wasn't even yet born then, but you know they they gave her a shirt for when she came through. So, yeah, I would say this is a Tigers household. There you go. Well, you won from one. You've been to a grand final and they won it. So uh, why not be on the Tigers bandwagon? Hey, Phil, thanks Invite so much. Invite me back for some more. We're from Tigerland, <laughs> a fighting spirit. I got it's a, you. One of the great songs in world sport. I think they're going to have a pretty good year too, Phil. They've uh, recruited well, so could be a good year for the Tigers. Hey, thanks so much for your time. We can't wait to catch all the action on ESPN with yourself and the, and the team. Uh, enjoy this afternoon's game. My pleasure. You enjoy it as well. Great to have Phil Murphy on the show. Reminder to stream every NFL game this season. Only eight to go live on the NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com.au. Let's get to the newsroom. Anna Pavlou, how excited she's going to be today. The, The Geelong Premiership Cup is in the building. I'm surprised she's not dressed head to toe in Cats gear. But let's get the latest from the newsroom with Anna. 